Time to nut up or shut up, ma'am fam. It's nice. Zombie Land Double Tap Talk here on the main feed. This week I'm out about movies. I am Kent Garrison, joined by co-host Brian Gill. What's up? Hey, Brian. Um, some of you might have seen this past weekend on the news, uh, today's show, something like that. Uh, tornadoes happening in Dallas this past weekend. And um, said tornadoes have knocked Richard Barden out of the show for the time being. Um, so thoughts and prayers with Richard as he attempts to get his technology situation under control this week. And uh, a lot of people here in Dallas without power, things like that. Richard's among those people. So yeah. I'm sure you see those things and assume that it's people that you don't know or care about. And um the same is true here with Richard. Um, no, just kidding. Um, so, yeah, Richard's not here. Richard did see Zombieland Double Tap, though, and so uh, we'll be getting his thoughts at a later date. But uh, technology has prevented us from um, having him on the show. But nonetheless, the show must go on. Brian and I live in Fort we Worth. that phrase, yeah. I think. That's, uh, we should trademark that. We should. I think that, that could go somewhere. Um, this is... Um, this is a movie that we kind of talked about a little bit last week in the VIP. Uh, shout out to those people who listened to our episode where we talked about Zombieland. We did a little throwback episode, conversation, reviewing that movie, talking about what we like, dislike about that. And um, just so happens to be the 10-year anniversary of Zombieland and uh, the sequel, Zombieland Double Tap, coming out the same year. So perfect excuse to talk about that in the VIP, and that was a really fun conversation so if you like throwback conversations if you like uh more from us than just the one episode a week that you get here on the main feed check out that vip feed and um you might want to hear our uh, interview with the vampire talk that we just released there we've got uh a lot of fun episodes including national treasure we've got an ace ventura episode coming out a terminator episode coming out in anticipation of Dark Fate, so it's going to be a yeah. good time over there if you want. If you want those you episodes, to get in the studio and record episodes together. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, was good. Fun. We we did it live and it was fun and and uh, we don't get to do that very often. So if you want to hear those episodes, it's madaboutmoviespodcast dot com slash vip, and uh, that can be yours. Okay, so Zombieland Double Tap. This is a movie that uh, I guess is overdue, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> but I, at the same time, Brian, I guess if you're going to make this movie, now is the time to make it. You don't want to make this 15, 20 years down the line. I think this is about as late as you would probably want to make this movie. Yeah, you can't, you can't wait much longer. Because I, I feel like when we did our Zombieland episode, at least for me, I was like, I, I think 10 years is too long on this. I don't know that this is a movie that is... I thought at the time when it came out, when the first one came out in, in 2009, I thought, man, this is definitely a cinematic universe given the times that we live in. But yeah. when you wait 10 years, I, I got to be honest, I was not super anticipating this movie by this point because partly partly the long layoff, partly I didn't think that trailer was very funny. Um, and I know a lot of other people did. It just it didn't hit me right. And, and partly because... We have had so many disappointing sequels and reboots and stuff this year, and so was, I think some of that trickled in for me at least. But yeah, if you wait much longer than ten years, uh, you know you're getting into Avatar Land, so you may want to yeah. may want to stay away from that. 
Yeah, and we can only anticipate where that's going to go, but we'll we'll save that conversation for another day. But yeah, I agree with you. This is this is um this is one that I wasn't necessarily anticipating as much as I was um curious to see how it would go because you know, this is a movie Zombieland, the original that uh, has a bit of a cult classic following. Um you know, obviously zombies in the pop culture zeitgeist of things were very <clears throat> I don't know overdone after Zombieland. It, it mm-hmm. seemed like everywhere you turned, every channel was trying to do some kind of zombie thing at some point. And, um, but like we said on the, on the Zombieland episode, this was really kind of the, 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 I don't know, the peak of that, um, without it being a beating, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, the original one was. And so here we are after zombies have become a beating for the past decade uh, with Zombieland <laughs> double tap, and so you know, just from the timing of of where zombies are, not you know, let alone like this movie and and you know the people in this movie, it just feels like zombies are a tired thing. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was hard to anticipate like any new energy being brought into this, you know, um, because I feel like we've kind of tapped it out of energy if that makes sense Mm -hmm. we've 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 established what's funny about it we've we've been there we've done that um and so with this one i wasn't anticipating much and i agree with you um in terms of the marketing in terms of how this was kind of put out there i didn't think the trailer was funny i was really worried about the the trailer the writing um you know movies like this it tends to have all the funny parts in the trailer, right? Yeah. Um, it's like mm-hmm. four four one-liners that are the most worthy will be in the trailer, and then it's pretty slim pickings from here on out. Uh, but I got to admit, man, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um, I was entertained by it. I thought it was smart. I thought it was extremely... Um, I don't know, worthy of being called a Zombieland sequel. It felt right out of the original. The the uh, the writing did. The the narration felt the same. You know, um, the dialogue for the characters felt somewhat the same. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit here in a, here in a, a minute. But um, but yeah, I I, w- I found this movie way more entertaining and fun than the trailer had led me to believe it would be. Um, maybe it's just because I love these characters so much. I love this world so much. It's such a fun, weird uh, world to play in for an hour and mm-hmm. a half every 10 years. And, you know, I, I found myself really enjoying it. Uh, I, I thought this would be a beating for me. I thought it would be like, been there, done that. I'm tired of this. But, you know, I actually really, really had fun with with uh, bringing these characters back, the four main characters. And then... You know, I got to be honest, what they did with the new characters, I actually really liked and thought it was really fun. Um, these kinds of types of movies, uh, these sequels, you tend to overstuff them. You bring in too many characters. There's there's too many people to keep track of. But, uh, you know, I felt like they kind of knew what they were getting themselves into the, with this one. And um, and so, you know, going into this, seeing like Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch and all this, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, geez, this is going to be such a such a beating but then when you see what they do with that and how they do it um i was really impressed with that and uh kind of how this whole thing was written and put together was really smart i thought but uh i have no idea what you thought of this so 
general thoughts on Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Yeah, we both saw this today. Um, and so we haven't had any chance to, to even have uh, a little back and forth on it. I'm with you, man. Like I was, like I said, I was not really anticipating where this was going to end up. Rewatching the uh, the first one a couple weeks ago, so that we could do that episode, reminded me of how much I really enjoy that movie and the chemistry that the four characters have together. It just it's really fun. You're right; it's a very fun world to 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 kind of work in. Even though I don't like zombies, I don't like horror, and um, there's other elements of this that I you know I don't I don't really like that kind of thing. But it it really the the comedy aspect works so well in that first movie. And that was also the thing that I was, I think, the most worried about coming in was that um, the long layoff on that and um, where all of these people have, all these actors have gone in that time was going to lead to a place where we were kind of lacking the, the chemistry. And I think that was that was crucial for the success of, of the first one. And also, I think you agreed with me on this, like Ruben Fleischer hasn't made a good movie since Zombieland. And so, and, and in fact, I to be honest, I think he's made a couple of really terrible movies. And so I had a, a little bit of trepidation of maybe that guy just had one, <laughs> had one shot, you know, and had one, one good idea, one good idea, one, one movie that he could really make work. And that was it. Um, but no, this works. It worked really well in this world. It is a fun world to be in. They, uh, Fleischer and the writers, they, they do a great job of, bringing out the fun parts of it without it getting slogged into a zombie world of just what a beatdown the the uh, the overkill of zombie can be and also for me I'm thankful because I don't like gore and horror and all that kind of stuff uh I appreciate that they don't lean too heavily into isn't it fun to watch zombies get their heads blown up and stuff like that? Like, I, I'm not judging that. If that's your thing, that's great. It's just not my thing. And this, these, this little franchise, this movie, uh, did a great job of, of kind of riding the fence on that without overloading me with just like zombie head, zombie head, you know, just getting blown up left and right, um, especially after the credits, which were, I think were funny. We're really well done. That was a good way to start the whole movie with them storming the white house and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked as much as anything, maybe the biggest improvement for this movie versus the first one was really leaning into the rules and popping the rules up on screen. That's something that I think the first one could have done a little bit more of honestly is, uh, you know, we get um, examples throughout the movie of here's here's rule number two or rule number thirty five or whatever, but they're kind of few and far between after they're really hot and heavy for the first uh, you know five or ten minutes. And I like when you I I mean I like when you keep with a bit, and this movie definitely did that. You're right, Kent. Like the introduction of the characters, that's something I was worried about because uh, it just seemed like something that could be very easily overstuffed and then you lose another part of what made that first movie work so well was just the simplicity of four characters and the way they interact with each other and so you know i i when you see that trailer and you see rosario dawson and you see luke wilson and you see thomas middleditch which i know you know that's a tough one for you um because you hate you hate his face and i i understand you, you, you kind of have to have some fear that like gosh they're just gonna stuff this with four times the characters and it's going to lose some of the magic. And instead they kind of danced around that and did it very well and made those characters uh, have a few memorable sequences and then get out of the way. And that's awesome. That's a great way to do that. So I'm very impressed with this. It's, I don't know that it's going to be like a top 10 movie of the year or anything like that, but 
given where I was a couple of weeks ago on, on the anticipation level, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. And I, I really enjoyed it. And thank God, because honestly, dude, we are just, we have yeah. been in such a rough patch where I know some people really love the Joker. We didn't. And that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't want to get into that, but it feels like it's been, I don't know, like a month or more since I've been in a theater where I actually really enjoyed the movie. It's just been yeah. a bad patch for us. Yeah, and so I don't... it was such a respite to have a good, a good movie and a fun movie, an enjoyable movie um, during this, uh, this last few weeks. Yeah, I don't even think Todd Phillips would say that he expects you to leave Joker and it to be like, man, that was fun. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. Like, uh, it's sure. not. That's not what that's for. But fun or good or enjoy, something. You know, <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't, I'm not trying to get us back into joking. No. I just mean there has not been. I mean, I really I love going to the theater, and I know you do too. I we Richard is would very much prefer to watch every movie at home. And while I appreciate the, um, I don't know the the convenience of that. If we could watch every movie at home and not have to deal with you know going out and all that sort of stuff, that'd be great. I love seeing a movie in a theater and it just the last month has been like, gosh, I got to go see Gemini man or yeah. Goldfinch or whatever. It's just yeah. been a really, it's been a rough period. And this was a, this was a nice respite for that. And hopefully a sign of, of things to come over the next month or so. I hope, I hope we, we get in, back into a, a good groove. So that's all I meant by, yeah. um, you know, fun versus good versus whatever. It doesn't matter. Just, I enjoyed being in the theater for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I, um, that's another conversation, just like what movies mm-hmm. we prefer to be on the big screen or which ones we want to sure. go see on the big screen because <clears throat> I'm getting less and less um, desire these days to go out to the big screen. <laughs> like even if I know I'm going to like the movie, it's just yeah. like a whole thing, you know? Um, In an ideal world for me, I would we this podcast would uh, bring in about – I don't know, six million dollars a year, and we could all just build our own theaters at our yeah. house and just and get licensing and yeah, just could just just yeah. get in touch with Sony and get the ship straight to us on <laughs> 70, 70 millimeter print yes. and yes, yeah, that whatever. would be ideal. Yeah. But I love seeing a movie in the theater. Now, again, if I could have the theater in my backyard, that would be awesome, and not have yeah. to deal with people. Oh my gosh, that would be so that'd be so great. But um, but I can't, and so. Therefore, I still want to go and see a movie in the big on the biggest screen I can find in the biggest room I can find and have that experience because I think there's something cool about that. And I realize that that I'm in I don't know if I'm in the minority, but it's certainly I think that group is dwindling as um, kids like uh, teenagers that I know and kids my kids age and stuff like that. That's I don't know that that's going to be a thing for them. Um, and anyway, we're, we're way off track. I apologize, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good experience in the theater for once. Hadn't been that, been, hadn't been that way in a while. Yeah. Same, same. It was, I found myself smiling and laughing a lot, which is, which is a rarity since I think like mm-hmm. Spider-Man was maybe like the last movie that I was like, wow, that was really fun. <laughs> like I just like yeah. smiled and Could laughed. Like, and, yeah. And Hobbs just, and Shaw maybe. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, that was the one too. Um, before we get into some specifics about this, we'll go we'll go through the movie, but I just want to touch on the reception of this and box office and things like that. Um, this movie uh, outperformed expectations, apparently, um, this past weekend. It did not win the weekend. Um, first place went to Disney's Maleficent 2, Mistress of Evil, 
which was uh, which made thirty million dollars, thirty six million dollars. Um, that was only half of Maleficent, which made seventy million dollars its opening weekend. Yeah. Um, it just you know said it two years ago, I think, when they announced this. Like, don't need this movie. No one wants to see it. No one cares. Um, it won the weekend, but for a Disney movie that cost probably two hundred million dollars, mm. that's not uh, it's not what you want um, to 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 uh, get less than half of what the original one was because you would right. think a movie would gain fans over time, not lose them. <laughs> but um, so yeah, that that one fell below, and then Joker was in second with I believe like twenty eight million or something like that, and then right right, right. behind that was was Zombieland Double Tap with twenty six point seven million. It uh, actually outperformed the original Zombieland at the box office, which made $25 million its opening weekend, um, which I thought I, – I remember Zombieland being, like, huge its opening weekend. I, I, I might be crazy. It, I, I think it did really well, like, um, you know, in the following weeks. Like, didn't, it didn't have nearly as much drop-off as most movies. But I just remember, like, Zombieland being, like, really successful at the box office. Maybe I'm crazy, but uh, that's just, like, my recollection of – yeah, that. we talked about this a little bit on maybe it was the interview with the vampire podcast, but like the there are certain movies that seem to have a bigger cultural grip than they do box office grip. It's just kind of a weird phenomenon. And Zombieland is like that to me. So Zombieland, the first one won the weekend. It made uh, twenty four million dollars domestically. Which is a great haul for a twenty. I mean, it, it cost twenty three million to make. So that, yeah. I mean, that's a great haul. It did it did very well, but it only made it made just over a hundred million total worldwide. So uh, that's like a nice profit for the studio, given again that its its production budget was was pretty low. But it wasn't nearly the hit that again in terms of box office that I feel like it was in the moment because it did feel like a movie. I think you're right, Ken. It, it felt like a movie that just was everywhere and everybody in my peer group at least was talking about mm -hmm. and that's um and then it has a little but i yeah when we when we were doing our um when we were getting ready for our movie draft earlier this year uh this was one of the ones that like i marked very high on my list of like oh yeah that's that's a movie i definitely want to get because it, it you know that first one made a ton of money and then when i actually dug in and looked at the research like actually it really didn't it didn't make very much money so that's it was a it's it's kind of a strange thing to be uh to have a bigger uh a bigger cultural impact than than the box office would suggest. But again, maybe that's just you know, maybe that's just us. Maybe that's just the people that we know. And that that happens. That's fine. But yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was um it was interesting to see kind of the reception of this one and and how it would do and I mean, these people have won Academy Awards since this movie has come out. I mean, the original movie has right. and um and Woody Harrelson is certainly like a cultural enigma now and hosting <laughs> SNL and, and all, all of that. But it's funny because um, my dog really liked this movie too, by the way. <laughs> loves, loves. Uh, Shouts to Tito. Yeah. Shouts to loves Tito. Fleischer. Just really big. Real, love 30 seconds or less and wanted to get the. Uh, big gangster squad guy. Yeah. Tito. Oh. <sighs> Hold on. Stand by. No worries. I'm going to kick my dog out of the room. So I yeah, no shut worries, up. man. All right. All right. Coming back. Where, right. where, what did I say? I forgot. Oh, um, I was just talking about the, uh, 
the reception of this one. Yeah, the Woody Harrelson. Oh, like the uh, yeah, the Oscar. Yeah, 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 and um, and so uh, it's not surprising to me that this did make more money than the original, just given mm-hmm. like how the growth of all these careers and. Right. How fun it would be for people to see these characters again after all this time, and it's not yeah. too long, you know. It's not like Desperation is like Dumb and Dumber Two era, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> sure. And and man, I like I like I said, um, I was pleasantly surprised. But it's funny, the only one that like felt <laughs> like you know s- straight out of the original was Eisenberg. Like he hadn't aged a day. Mm-hmm. Like his narration yeah. was the same. Like everything about him was like. This could have been shot like on set of the original, and and yeah. it, I wouldn't have known. You know, it could have been all delete, outtakes or whatever. But um, yeah, I found myself like in the beginning, kind of struggling with. This is not a criticism of the movie; just me trying to figure out. I was like, it does this take place ten years after the original, yeah. or is it like, you know, hey, a few months or a couple of years later or something like that? Because you're right, Eisenberg looks exactly the same. Woody hasn't aged in the last 20 years. Um, and then Abigail Breslin is just one of those people who I think will for the rest of her life look like she's 15. Like she just is, mm-hmm. has that kind of person. Emma Stone's the only one who looks, um, I think markedly different. Yeah. She looks uh, really like, this is the first movie that I've noticed. Like Emma Stone is like a woman now and not like a super bad. Sure. Like I always think of her as like, Oh, it's Jules. Hey, Jules. <laughs> you know, like yeah, every time I see her sure. in a movie, yeah, and now this is like, yeah. oh, it's Emma Stone, like the uh-huh. actress, you know? And right. that's, uh, it's funny to say that, to, like watching, not, you know, not watching The Favorite last year, but watching this is like the first time oh. I've seen her, like, as the actress. Like, uh, I, you know what? That's funny you say that. Like, I thought about that too. And then I was trying to figure out why I felt that way. Cause I love, I mean, we both do. We, I love Emma Stone. And she's one of my favorite actresses. And I, you know, I think she's hilarious and she's so talented. But this is, it's to me, what I thought about when when I was having that same phenomenon was like in the favorite, she is playing the young role. Like there's no real, there's a big age gap between her and um, Olivia Coleman and um, uh, Rachel Weisz in that movie. And, and it's supposed to be like, it's played up for being a big age gap. And it's kind of the same thing with La La Land because you, because La La Land takes place over a certain number of of uh years really at least as far as the you know the the conclusion goes and stuff like you see her as being younger on screen because of how that that the timeline of that movie does that make sense and then and then you get to this and it's like oh she's actually i mean she's aged and and in a good way i mean she she looks phenomenal she's she's so mature as an actress and and um has such great i've always felt she had great stage presence uh screen presence but even in something like this, like you really see that she has completely gotten to that place where she just is, she's great on screen and she just has uh, kind of a magnetic presence that I think previously was almost like a magnetic energy. Does that make sense? Am I, yeah. I don't know. If no, I'm she's, talking out of yeah. She's got a good but, stage presence too. You've yeah. seen the rocker, you know that. <laughs> I mean, I have a huge poster right behind yeah. me. So that's such an odd movie. <laughs> Go back and watch that one. That, oh, speaking yeah. of like 09, I think that was like 08. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it was. Yeah. My wife and I saw that one while we were dating and uh, pretty sure we were probably the only people in the theaters. And then um, we're like, hey, we saw The Rocker. It was pretty funny. And everybody's like, what? It's so funny. <laughs> like, the uh, that movie made $2 million. Dude, that, that movie so. is, is uh, 
it's like, all right, let's see if Rain Wilson's a movie star, and he's not. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. We figured that one out. You yeah. know who's great in that movie though is Sudeikis. Yeah, Sudeikis he is, is yeah. the agent. Yeah, and he just pops. There's in some great cameos just, in that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's some. Yeah. Bradley Geiger, Cooper is like in the band, like randomly <laughs> yes, at the beginning, yes. like Armisen uh, and Will Arnett. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's funny in that movie because we're never going to do an episode on it. So we got. I think get the other now. band is called Vesuvius. Vesuvius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, Josh Gad character that was like yeah. the in uh-huh. the times were like the uh, I don't even know what it's called the uh, the hat thing was like really big I don't even know what those hats are <laughs> called the uh, the Tom Landry hat what are those called yeah uh, like fedora the fedora, fedora kind of yeah. yeah fedoras yeah. were really were, were coming back <laughs> and like so like they bring in this professional yeah. stylist in the movie that's like all right y'all are kids now let's make you look like a rock band right. And like they give him this makeover and they like fedora him out like crazy and they give him this like flame shirt and like this fedora and they're like, all right, now you guys really do look like, and it's not a bit like they're actually like (laughs) serious, but it's, uh, that one's, that one's a worth a, a fun hate watch recommend of the week. Um, yeah. yeah. For a movie that has, I mean, I haven't seen it since 2008 and has no cultural (laughs) footprint whatsoever. I feel like I can even remember some like half the songs too, which is it's just weird. It's an it's an odd movie. It's yeah, odd movie. it had some pretty good songs. Oddly, for being a terrible movie, it had some good yeah. songwriting in it, uh, which is weird. But um, but yeah, that's our Emma Stone, uh, the rocker <laughs> review of her performance in that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it was good to see her in this. Good to see Abigail Breslin. I don't feel like I've seen her in in anything in a long time. She was probably really mm-hmm. stoked to get that call. Um. Yeah. Zombieland sequel, but um, but yeah, on Harrelson, gosh, man, this character, I freaking love Tallahassee so much. Like, I want a Tallahassee cinematic yeah. universe. I want him going wreaking havoc around places, meeting people. He's so. It, this is like the character for him. I don't even yeah. know. Like, this is the most Woody Harrelson, like back roads, like crazy yelling, screaming obsessed with bill murray like mm-hmm. the most Gosh. awesome character like that he's ever played i think it's it's one of my favorite whether it's his, i don't know but it's it's certainly one of my favorites i i think i said on the the zombie land episode this is a as fun as this universe this movie is and the world that it's working in and the rules and the back and forth the awkward back and forth between eisenberg and, and emma stone all, like all that's fine Movie doesn't work unless Woody Harrelson is just at an A plus level, and he is because he's just. Yep. I mean, you're. It's a. It feels like a role that is written for him and just is allowing him to really feed into the energy that he brings to sc- to the screen, and it's so much fun to watch all the time. Always fun to watch everything he says, even when it's not funny. It feels like he's about to say something funny, and so you're just and and also very fitting for his character. So. Yeah, this is definitely um, taking that character from the first Zombieland and just cranking it up to eleven. Yeah. I think, and and in a really fun way. Yeah, I thought the uh, the obsession with Elvis was so on brand for that character, mm-hmm. and it worked so yeah. well. And it was a great, um, I don't know, set piece. The Graceland thing was a great setting for this, um, as well as the White House. Um, but yeah, I just did thought that character was written really well and um I was most worried that like 
the dialogue of this movie wouldn't feel natural to the characters. Like it wouldn't feel like it would feel like somebody writing for Zombieland instead of like, oh, we're back in this universe again, you know? And it didn't feel yeah. like that. It felt it felt all really natural. So the movie starts out and we see the Sony logo, the Columbia logo, and then the Columbia like chick like knocks out two zombies at the beginning. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that touch. Um, and I love the touch at the beginning where the narration starts and it's like, welcome back to zombie land. I know you have a lot of choices in zombie entertainment these days. So thanks. Thanks for spending time with us. Like they say something like that right off the top, which is, Mm -hmm. which is, which is good. Um, you know, they do the thing at the beginning where they do the, uh, the Homer zombie, the Hawking zombie, the silent, but deadly, uh, yes. Kind of hearkening back to the original one with him and Garland and doing the rules of Zombieland and all that. Um, love that. Love the intro, like you uh, mentioned, Brian, with Master of Puppets and all the kills. And they did the same thing with all the credits being like actually in the scene instead of, you know, tacked on top. And they, they you know, I was paying attention to that and they took that to some new heights. Like the, uh, you know, he would shoot the shotgun and like the shotgun shell would fly out of the shotgun and knock one of the letters off the credits, you know, like small little touches like that were, were really, really cool. And, um, that's still a, that's still like a signature of these. If they ever make a third one, um, I'll be interested to see and excited to see what they do with those opening credits. Cause you know, that like they fully embraced that and, mm-hmm. and knew that that's what people wanted to see with this new one. And, um, they delivered, um, <laughs> One of the funny, funny bits, I, it was uh, Harrelson, like, signing a pardon for Wesley Snipes in the White House. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Laughed out loud at that. Thought that was great. Yeah, super subtle, like, maybe half a <laughs> second shows the document, yeah. you know, like. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's funny, all the things that they assemble, you know, at the White House, which is like, yeah, we got to have this. I got I to gotta have the, got to have the astronaut suit, you know, yeah. all these random things that they've picked up as trophies it's kind of i think they i think this movie benefited from getting to watch um forte on last man oh, on yeah. earth and some of the bits that that he did there or they did on that show yeah that did take the premise to uh to uh new heights if you've seen that movie i mean if you've seen that show uh you know what i'm referring to man uh, that mm-hmm. that shows uh <laughs> We need to do a, a retrospective episode on that oh, on that, yeah. that show. We great. never really talked about it at length. We talked about the pilot, but uh, it's a great show. Um, speaking of that, yeah, I mean, it was funny. All the like the Van Gogh paintings in the White House, and like uh, they had the painting, the Dash for the Timber, which is like the uh, um, it's like horses running, you know. And they actually had that painting, the actual one, uh, the Kimball here in Fort Worth, like literally maybe a mile from where I'm sitting right now is that actual painting. And I was like, I turned to my fiance and I was like, that's like, they had two paintings in the oval office that they like put in there that weren't already in there. One was a Van Gogh, like the self portrait, right. A Van Gogh. And the other was that dash for the timber painting. I was like, of all the paintings that they chose for this movie to put in the white house. Like, that's funny. Mm -hmm. That's the one, it's the most famous painting at the museum here in Fort Worth, but it's like (laughs) of all the worldwide like paintings, I guess they had to get like, ones that were in the U.S. already or something, or they would have found on their road trip, or I don't know. But um, I just thought that was a funny, random Easter egg that they decided, to, why they decided to put that there, I don't know. But um, yeah, I love those little details in the in, in this, man. Um, all the little pop culture things they did was fun. Um, let's talk about the uh, Madison character, because this scared me at first, too, but I felt like they knew when to get out of the joke, and they knew how to use it, 
and I thought uh, Zoe Deutsch uh, mm-hmm. was really funny in this movie. Yeah. And uh, like I said, they knew they knew when it would be too much, and I felt like they really straddled the line kind of perfectly with that. Yes, that's a great point. Uh, more than more even than Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch and Rosario Dawson, that is a character that's that will get very old very fast if you don't know how to use her and if you if you leave her in too much. So uh, sending her away essentially for the middle of the movie, it was a really smart choice uh, to get her, just to get her out of there and to get us back to the part that you know the chemistry that works between the characters um, and not have to deal with that uh <laughs> the that that character becomes annoying very quickly um and instead used the way that she's used it 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 works it works really well and it's funny and you never get tired of it because she's only in the movie for like 20 minutes of the runtime yeah um totally agree and you know there are some characters in the movie like the berkeley character was 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 funny because you they only did it a couple of times um the whole thing that I didn't really that didn't really work for me at all was the commune aspect, you know, thing. I didn't really yeah. like that as a final. I don't know. the The last movie ended at a theme park, like at actual roller coasters uh-huh. and stuff, and it was much more like cinematic. I don't know. If the, the commune was looked cool, but it just felt really weird. I don't know. It just, I did not expect that, and didn't really like that um, as the third act. Yeah, it didn't feel like we had a great feel for how to end the movie you know it's like we we know we kind of know the a to z for the characters and that's that's important that's a big thing there's lots of movies that we see that it feels like they don't really have a plan for what the characters are going to do um but the the plotting and the setting and stuff that 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 was not super well thought out and i think it shows in my, my biggest criticism of the movie is not even so much that you know it ends in the commune, which you're right is not like the greatest setting compared to the theme park, which was really fun stuff. It's not a great great ending there, but the pacing to get to that is so rough. I mean, it yeah, it really does. It slows. It slows fast. to almost a halt at the end of the second yeah, act. Yeah, it and does. Like, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we gotta we gotta wrap this. We only yeah. have ninety minutes of film, so we better finish this now. You know, and it really moves fast and at a pace that is not, I think is not fitting of the rest of the movie at all. It, yeah. it really escalates towards the end and, and not, not in a great way. Yeah, man. Um, so the, the original characters of Zombieland, the four, um, are great. And, you know, they're great in the original. But I felt like what made the original really sing was the Bill Murray cameo, the scene, the whole, the whole bit. Mm. It really made that movie kind of over-the-top great. Um. And so I was wondering, I was like, are they going to bring him back maybe? I don't know, because he kind of dies in the original, but this is Zombieland, so he could be zombie, you know? Like, that's the whole point, is that people come back as zombies, right? Um, and so, you know, I was wondering about that, but, you know, I got to be honest, I thought the Luke Wilson, Thomas Middleditch bit was like that for this movie. I thought that was so well done, so well written. When, you know, when Luke Wilson came out and started acting like Tal- Tallahassee, I was like, oh, okay, oh. You know, gosh, I hope Thomas Middleditch is just like the fake Eisenberg. And they did that, and it and it was written really well. Um, you know, like the whole thing with the commandments versus rules thing was really mm-hmm. funny. The chemistry was there. I really liked that. And it was just that one scene, too, and you're out. And it was great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I went into this movie thinking like, okay, well, I'll like this movie, but that'll be the part I, I don't like is the Luke Wilson, Thomas Middleditch bit, whatever that is in the movie. I, I don't anticipate liking that, and I'm leaving. That's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. It's, uh, other than, I mean, honestly, other than the, the Bill Murray part, I, that may be my favorite section too. It was really, it was very funny. It was very well done. Great. Bring those characters in, and then 10 minutes later, we're going to send them on out, and you'd never get tired of them, which we we definitely would, right? We would definitely get tired of both Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch if they're in that movie for, I don't know, 20 minutes, <laughs> let alone 30 or, or half of it or whatever. I, I think we definitely... And so... And it makes they get a fun outro and the, the sequence of of uh, Eisenberg and, and Harrelson trying to kill them is fun. it's a, it's a really that's a great sequence and uh, and a good use of of characters to kind of stretch what I you know what I already said was a, is a pretty thin plot uh, yeah. and and do it in and I think in a, an effective way. Yeah, the zombie kill of the year thing bit is fun too, and they yeah. cut back to that was funny. The thing with the hail. <laughs> The Bay of Hales thing uh, mm-hmm. was good. I like that. Uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa thing was funny. Um, so yeah, there were some, there's some like little interstitial bits in this movie that really break up the pacing. Well, you know, um, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, not quite to the extreme of like a Family Guy episode, but you know, they they really do break <laughs> it up with some interstitial bits that that work. Um, and uh, and so I like that. Uh, one other bit that I that I laughed at way too much was was the Uber bit. I laughed so hard at her talking about the rideshare thing. Like that'll never work. There's no yes. there's no chance. Like yes. <laughs> that was good. That was that was hilarious. Yeah. And um, and what was I don't know if you had the same experience, but for me, I was like I started laughing, and I hope that every I hope other people had this experience because I feel like this was how the joke was supposed to be. This was the design of the joke. Like, I started to laugh at what an idiot this girl is. She's never heard of Uber. <laughs> and then it, you're like, oh, right. Uber didn't exist in 2009. So this would actually totally, it's, and it, then it's really funny the way that they play her as actually she had a great yeah, she's idea. Genius. And else is stupid. Yeah, like, she's genius. Yeah. She's like, no, but then you could rate them like on a scale yes. of one to five. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great yeah. joke within a joke to me. Yeah. And I was like, for the half second, you're like, man, am I just stupid? Or, but I, I think I really feel like that was the design on that joke. And it is, it was beautiful. That's a perfect joke and great way to go about it. Yeah. Loved it. And right after that, Emma Stone had, to me, had the funniest line in the movie. And it's, it's mostly her delivery because she's just so good at it. But, when he comes back to the car after having uh, supposedly shot her and she just says, if you love someone, you shoot them in the face. so They don't become a flesh eating monster. And the way that she hits that was so funny to me. Yeah. I also loved the, the bit of, of, um, of Eisenberg's character, Columbus hating clowns. Mm -hmm. And so they can't take the ice cream truck because it has clowns. And so she takes that yeah. because it's an ice cream truck because she was in a freezer. Like I loved that. That yeah. was all really clever writing too. Um, mm-hmm. That made sense. And the perpetual return to the the minivan is yes. funny too. Yeah, and yeah. that's Coming the best style of minivan too that they great. picked. Like the yes. the green <laughs> yes. Astro, like <laughs> yeah. trying to be futuristic. But oh, my mom had one yeah. of these. Me too. Me too. Yeah, that's that was that was well done. That was good on that front. So man. Um, I guess the only thing left to kind of talk about is 
is uh, Bill Murray. Gosh, I you know freaking American I love treasure. That. I love that. Gosh, gosh, dude, two American treasures. Al Roker in that too. Like, <laughs> I was like yeah. dude, this is American on yeah. treasure on American treasure crime here that we're seeing. <laughs> but uh, poor Al, you know, gosh, what yeah, an AT. Look, but uh, turned into zombie. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> man, the Bill's embracing of the Garfield gosh. bit is so American treasure sense of humor about oneself. Yeah, like. Look, drugs are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so yeah. why did you do it? Yeah. Drugs are expensive. <laughs> totally straight face. Too. At the, yeah. end, the Mondays joke. Uh God, I hate uh, Mondays. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Gosh. So good. Which and I th- when they're in the mall earlier in the movie, when uh Tallahassee and, and Columbus are in the mall and I thought there was a poster behind them for, for Garfield 3, and I was like, oh, that's a funny bit. And then they really <laughs> come back to it and double down on it. That's great. That was a great play. Yeah, man. Um, nobody liked Bill, though. Gosh, he's the best. There's nobody, man. It, it's so cliche to to just laud praise at Bill Murray, and, and I, there's, you know... Both of us, I think, are this way a little bit. Like, I really would like to go uh, just be counterculture on that and go against it just because... He is so ridiculously popular, and I can't because he's the greatest. And there's no, there's just no denying that. I can't, I, I can't do it. That's he's the best. The, uh, I mean, the pitch to him was probably like, "All right, you're going to be in a press junket for Garfield 3. <laughs> I'm in Flabby Tabby, and then, <laughs> and then all the the media turns to zombies, and you get to murder them all. And he's like, yeah. "I'm in." Sounds good. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Gosh, I love him. Loved it. Love, uh, him so love, love that. Love that they say that for the end too, because you know yes. if they if Bill Murray agreed to be in this movie, they really could have just mm-hmm. all right. This is Bill Murray. You know, joins with them and thirty minutes in, and then he's with them the rest of the movie, and then you're sick of it by the end. And yeah, yeah, I felt like it was uh, it was well done. But Perfect. man, I'm I'm ready to grade this thing out. Yeah, same here. Double tap. Um. Hmm, this one's tough, man. Because given my expectations were as low as mm-hmm. they could probably be for this, mm-hmm. given sure. the like bad sequels we've seen, bad comedy sequels we've seen over the past uh, decade or so, um, I'm going to go an A minus on this one. I think I graded an A for the original or an A plus, but um, yeah. this is slightly under that. I mean, but barely. I mean, it, yeah. it's right alongside it. I, I really, mm-hmm. I really do mean that, and. Um, it's fun. It's fun. I'm I'm excited to watch this one next Halloween and revisit this uh, at some point. Yeah, same, same. I'm I'm with you right on right on the spot with the, with that grade. I think it's a minus. It's a little bit lesser than the previous film, and that's fine. It's okay to be just slightly slightly less now because that's a really good movie. It does nothing to uh, diminish the the franchise or the universe or whatever. It's it's very solid. And I think honestly, I'd probably go higher if not for that last. 20 minutes. Yeah, same. Really, I, I think it struggles on the dismount and, and it shows because it, it shows because the rest of it is really tight and it works very well. And then that, that last segment where once Woody Harrelson sees the fast zombies and is like, Oh, well that settles it and flips around and goes back to the, it's, it's a, it is kind of a mess on, on the pacing side of things. Yeah. Um, I think they lean a little too point. heavy out as a whole on the little rock, uh, we got to go find Little Rock, you know, that sure. her whole arc to find herself and all that. Um, and I'm, uh, I understand, like, they got to 
characters have to be motivated and you don't want to like break up Harrelson and Eisenberg, you know, and you want mm-hmm. to keep them stone with them. So I understand why they did that, but I don't know. Maybe you could have done one or two more like, like, uh, I don't know, zombie kill of the week, uh, type things, you know, just some fun, mm-hmm. like funner moments, you know, like I, I did feel like this movie wasn't, didn't have as much action as I wanted it to have, you know? Sure. Um, it was a little, it was way more of a comedy and like, we're just, uh-huh. we're just hanging out than like, Oh, look how, look at these fun action sequences we can do too. Um, so sure. maybe it was lacking a little bit there for me as well, but, um, yeah, man, really solid. Definitely would, would recommend this one, uh, over the next couple of weeks, Halloween time, um, good, good date night movie, um, kind of thing and, uh, and fun one for the people that were fans of Zombieland. So mm-hmm. gets my recommend and, um, yeah, so a minus for me, but, um, VIPs, you're in luck because we're talking, uh, throwbacks this week and our AMA. So if you want to ask us a question that we will answer in an exclusive episode, head on over to that VIP page and leave that question and we will answer it in our exclusive episode later this week. But, Brian, where can I find you online, my friend? You can find me on the Twitter, bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com, where we have a really fun uh, horror movie blog series going on right now. Oh, yeah. That's going to turn into a, uh, a VIP episode on Halloween. So check that out. Uh, and also the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter. Kent, where might I find you? You might find me on Twitter and on all the socials at Kent Garrison. And find our show, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. We've got t-shirts on there, mugs. Uh, you can just donate to the show if you don't want to become a VIP, but you want to continue to see the uh, the main feed episodes happen and stay ad-free. That helps that uh, happen. So until next time i believe we're getting pretty pretty uh close into oscar season here um yeah. in the next couple of weeks we've got some out. some more decent movies uh coming mm-hmm. out rather than like uh more bit type <laughs> yeah. stuff so we've got yeah. uh but you know what next week is right kent um we're doing the current war director's cut <laughs> no oh terminator it's a producer cut no uh Next week is Ransom Rave's TV pilot. Oh yeah, that is very yeah, famous. Yeah. I'm ready for yeah. that, man. I'm. It's gonna be fun. I'm um, excited for that. So let's just say, um, <laughs> I'm I'm coming well prepared this year. In years past, I've kind of flown by the seat of my pants. I've done I've done a lot of research. I spent many weeks um, thinking and uh, researching this yep. episode. So that'll be yeah. Our TV I pilots think I did uh, it the, review the right way this year. I watched almost all of the the network ones first. And then went to the Netflix, Hulu, Amazon ones to finish on a high because the network ones are so rough. So the uh, current war but, is seriously coming out this weekend. I know, like, like it, three it years was like later. three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did. I can. I mean, it did horribly in test screenings, and then the Weinstein thing happened. Yeah. So it was just like, well, what do we got? Because it came out in, it came out in the UK. T- like two or three months ago. Cause I talked about it with talk sport several months ago. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to kind of come and go. I don't, I don't know that it's even, no, it's been online a for a while. Like yeah. it's out there. Yeah. I don't know. It's very it's odd. It's been out there for, for years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very odd that they're, <laughs> Hey, you know, Disney 
props to them for just saying, you know, we, we own this. Let's just see if it makes money, yeah, you know, no, like no go skin for off it. Their back. You sure. know, mm-hmm. I, I don't blame them for that, but you know, it's funny, um, just on this topic with Tom Holland being in this, in that movie and, uh, man, he's in every movie too. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. How does he, how does he have the time? It's honestly amazing, but <laughs> he's young. He's got yeah, a lot of energy. Yeah. It's fine. Well, uh, you know, Maisie Williams is in that, uh, new mutants, but yeah. she shot Oof. that when she was like, what, 14? Probably. And now she's like a full grown like adult yeah. woman, <laughs> you know. Like it's gonna be very odd if that ever comes out to see like why is she fourteen? You know, like people yeah. aren't gonna understand that. Yeah, it was shot four years ago and just sucks so bad that no one would <laughs> wouldn't release it. Holy moly! I'm just seeing this poster for Star Wars. Holy Dude, crap! That looks so good. so good. Let's do a, let's do a trailer episode tomorrow. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll, I'm down. Dude, holy moly, that's the best part Star Wars poster it's I've ever great, seen. Tra- great, great poster. Yeah. Dude, the white Super border. Hot. Gosh, yeah. I wish more posters do that. Love it. Yeah. It's like, oh god, that's so good. Well, yeah, man, lots happening, lots to uh, look forward to here on the main feed. But uh VIPs, we'll talk to y'all soon and we're going to talk Ace Ventura very soon. So, get forward uh look forward to that and uh get your uh your ears ready for that episode. It'll be good. But until then, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling.